Matthew 6, 5 through 8. And when you pray, you must not be like the hypocrites, for they love to stand and pray in the synagogues and the street corners that they may be seen by others. Truly I say to you, they have received their reward. But when you pray, go into your room and shut the door and pray to your father who is in secret, and your father who sees in secret will reward you. And when you pray, do not heap up empty phrases as the Gentiles do, for they think that they will be heard for their many words. Do not be like them. For your Father knows what you need before you ask Him. Well, good morning, Christ Community Chapel. My name is Jim College, part of the staff here, and so glad to see you all, particularly those of you who've moved up front. And I know it's because I'm preaching today, right? No. I know why. It's because you have family members or you're being baptized, which is going to be really, really exciting. Um, just a, a comment I want to tag on to what uh, Pastor Zach had to say about kids camp. Uh, for those of you who volunteered, I want you to know that I still remember the names of the people who taught me in vacation Bible school when I was a little boy. And you're going, oh, sure you did, Jim. Mrs. Morris, Mrs. Greenleaf, and Mrs. France. That's the impact that you are making today. So thank you for what you've done this past week. You've done a great job. Thanks. Yeah. One other thing. This week, on Wednesday evening at 6.30, Scott Sauls will be here to present um, uh, a workshop on considering Jesus. And listen, you need to be here for that. You really do. He's an amazing pastor from Memphis, Tennessee, understands the importance of the gospel in the life of every person, and yet as he presents it, he presents it in a way that penetrates so deep. So I encourage you to be here for that. So please plan that. This Wednesday, Pastor Scott Sauls, a guest from Memphis, Tennessee, here considering Jesus. I know many of you are planning to be here already. Well, we are starting a new series today, a series called um, Teach Us to Pray from Matthew chapter 6, where Jesus is, is teaching his disciples how to pray. You've heard it read, but let me take us back there. And if you have a Bible or maybe you're looking uh, at a device or on your phone, you can pull that up. Matthew chapter 6, and it begins in verse 5, and it says, when you pray. When I started preparing for this message this week, you know how um, sometimes when something comes into your head, you start to recognize it everywhere, or you're a little bit more sensitive to it. Well, that was kind of the way I was with this whole theme of prayer. I, I would see it on different social media. I would hear it spoken like... Uh, uh, this one that really got to me, frankly, kind of bugged me. Uh, it was, uh, give us, send us prayers and good vibes. But I don't know what that means. I, don't, I know what prayers are, but do I send them to you or do I send them somewhere else? I mean, what is this? And, and the good vibes, I mean, I don't, I don't know. Do I shudder or I'm not sure what I do? 
And, and maybe you get like that sometimes. You, you think about prayer. Maybe you even decide, I'm going to pray. I'm going to, to begin this discipline of praying. And, and you go to your room or you lay in your bed and, and you begin to pray. And you feel like, I wonder, I wonder if these words are just bouncing off the ceiling. Or maybe if you're out on your deck and you decide that's where I'm going to pray and, and it feels like, well, maybe the, the breeze of the evening is just sort of carrying it away. And you know something? You might be right. Because what the Bible is saying, what Jesus is telling us is there's a right way to pray and there's a wrong way to pray. So we're going to look at those two things and then we're going to look at a third. We're going to look first at a wrong way to pray. Then we're going to look at the right way to pray. And then we're going to look at how Jesus helps us make that transition. So, Jesus speaks here and he says, And when you pray, you must not be like the hypocrites. He begins to introduce this way of not to pray. There are three parts to this, I think, of the way not to pray. First of all, don't pretend. Second is don't perform. And the third is don't talk. You're going, well, wait, well, wait a minute. I, I, if I'm going to pray, I've got to talk. Now, stay with me. Don't perform. Don't be that like the hypocrite. The word that's translated hypocrite is the word that, that comes from the classical theater where someone would put on a mask and the audience would rightly engage with that character. They would accept that character, and it was to pretend to be something that they were not. And what Jesus is saying is, don't pretend. Don't, don't pretend to be something you are not. Don't, don't pretend, no matter where you are in your spiritual journey, don't pretend that you are something that you are not. The second thing he says is about not praying the wrong way is, don't perform. Somehow I think we, we get this idea that if, I, if, I'm, if I'm committed to a particular time of day or, or if, I, if I do this on a regular basis, if somehow I, I form this habit, ah, that will be it. I will, I will earn God's favor. You see what he's saying right here in, in chapter 6 is he says, don't be like those who are hypocrites, for they love to stand and pray in the synagogues and in the street corners so that they may be seen by others. They, they love to do this. They love to perform because somehow if they do it in the synagogues, they'll get some sort of religious credibility. Or if they do it publicly, maybe some public notoriety. Now, you may not be thinking about having notoriety or, or credibility within a religious community or in your neighborhood, but, but what he's saying here, don't perform. Don't perform so that people will recognize you or that somehow God might go, that guy, that girl is really impressive. I'm going gonna, I'm gonna to go to that person. And the third thing is, don't talk. I, I love what it says here when he says, in, down in verse 7, and when you pray, don't 
heap up empty phrases as the Gentiles do, for they think that they will be heard for their many words. It's, it's kind of like a spiritual filibuster. You know, it's like just talking and talking. I, I, I would imagine that most of us here, including the one speaking to you, has this idea that, you know, if we just present enough verbiage, God will get it. Or, or maybe we have to kind of explain to him what's going on. Now, I know this can get a little offensive, and I, and I really don't mean it. I just want to tell you that telling God about your aunt who's experiencing a certain disease or your, or your grandmother who is, who is facing a particular surgery, um, I know you know this, but let me tell you, God knows that. God knows it. It says it. It tells us right here that God knows exactly what you need. So when you pray, don't pretend, don't perform, and don't talk so much. We'll get into a little bit more of that in a moment. So there is a right way to pray, and here's what Jesus says to him, his disciples and those listening at the Sermon on the Mount. He says, truly I say to you, they have received their reward, but when you pray, go into your room, shut the door, and pray to your father in secret who sees in secret. The first way to pray is to pray authentically. To pray authentically. Here's what I've learned over my 70 years on this earth is that there is absolutely nothing that I can hide from God. Nothing. You, you, can't, you can't kind of put a shield over part of your life, part of your experience, part of the things that you do, and, and think that, okay, I'm going to set that aside. I'm going I'm to put that somewhere where, where I don't have to deal with it but to come authentically. Andrew Murray, who was a 19th century missionary and a champion of prayer, spoke in a book that he wrote about going to God in prayer when you feel like your soul's just dark and your heart is cold and there seems like you just don't have any connection. And what he says there is, go to him just like that. Go to him the way you are. Go to him with your, with your sadness. Go to him with your anger. I remember some years ago, and I, I have a particular place where I go in the morning, and I have a chair and a table with my Bible and my journal and a coaster uh, where I put my coffee. And, and I was dealing with a particular issue, and and God was really starting to, to drill into my life. And I finally got to the point where, and I was, I was thinking about avoiding that time. You ever been there? Where you're going, I don't think I'm going to. And I, I remember going into my room, and before I sat down, I said, okay, God, I'm ready, but would you please be nice? Yeah. 
Have you ever been there where you're just going to, where God is, is just sort of ripping back your soul and looking at the things inside and seeing the darkness and you're going, eh, enough, enough. He wants us to come to him with authenticity. So when you come to him, don't think that somehow you can shield yourself. That's what he's, Jesus is saying to his disciples. Just come to me like you are. Come where you meet with me in secret. Come where you, you meet with me where I understand all that's going on. Come with me without distraction. For us today, I think the biggest thing would be to put our cell phones away. There's something about that cell phone that's like a magnet. And meeting in secret and inviting that cell phone or that device into that time, I think, distracts from what God may be wanting to say. So meet with him authentically. That's what Jesus is saying. But he's also saying, meet with me Meet with me responsively. Here's what you have to understand with, with God. God is always the initiator. God is always the one who is, is convicting or assuring or, or encouraging or impressing upon. God is always the initiator. And so when he initiates, we respond to that. You know how he does it the most is in this book. It's not a matter of me having a list that I'm going to pray, pray for, but rather responding to what God is saying. And he's speaking here. In fact, for many of you, and maybe even some of you today, God is initiating a relationship. And you can feel it. You, you know what's going on. He is he is actually beginning to poke around in your heart and, and to call you to himself. He does the same thing in prayer. He does the same thing where he, he initiates something. And as you spend time in this book, you begin to hear him and you listen and you stop talking. So when you pray, the way he says to pray, is to pray authentically. Come to him open and honest. If you're angry, then you're angry. If you're sad, you're sad. If you're happy, then you're happy. If, if you got nothing, you got nothing. You come to him responsively. You, you listen to what he says, and then you come to him securely. Here's what I mean by that. Jesus says, when you pray, pray this way, our Father, There is something about a relationship with a father and his children. Now, some of you are going, you know, don't, Jim, don't go there. Because I had a lousy relationship with my dad. Yeah, well, so did I. Until I was about 27 years old. But you know why you think about that, that you had a lousy relationship with your dad? Because you know that there is a right kind of father. You know there is a father that gives you security. There's a father that gives you 
significance. There's a father who gives you protection. You know that to be true. You long for that to be true in your earthly father. And what we need to begin doing is measuring what a father is by how God displays himself here in his book. When you think about a heavenly father, you think about a perfect father, a father that you can think about not only obediently, not only, not only securely, but may I say it, theologically. You study him. That's what theology is all about. Theo means God, logi, logic, study. Study God. Get to know him, and what you will find is a God who is a God of mercy and grace and holiness. We sang about it earlier. And in that holiness, we come to him with security and we offer up anything that he wants to give us. Anything that we have, that we deal with, anything that we struggle with, our hurts, our disappointments, our frustrations, all of that, who a God who will listen. I can't tell you how many times I had longed for my father to give approval for a particular accomplishment, to recognize an award that was given or, a, or something that would just get his nod. And can I tell you that the God who is your heavenly father loves you, loves you deeply. And he has invited you into a relationship that cannot be broken, that he will never, he will never shrug off what you have done or who you are or what you mean to him. He will never hold you hostage by your emotions. So Jesus is saying, when you, when you pray, don't, don't perform, don't pretend, don't use a lot of words, but rather come to him authentically and responsively and with a sense of security that I have a heavenly father that deeply, deeply loves me. So there's a way not to pray. There's a way to pray. But how does Jesus make that possible? In Hebrews chapter 10, there's a lengthy passage that speaks to the issue of this, the symbols of the, the old temple, the, the curtain that divided man from the holiness of God and about in the middle of chapter 10, it says that Jesus made a new and living way. He opened the curtain that we can come in. In John chapter 1, one of my first uh, John chapter 1, verse 4, read it sometimes. It says, herein is love. Not that we love God but that he loved us and gave his son as the propitiation, a big 16-cylinder word that simply means 
a gracious act on our behalf. What Jesus did is he bridged the gap. The Apostle Paul writes to young Timothy, he said, we have one mediator between God and man, the man Christ Jesus. If you come to me and say, Jim, I need you to pray for me. And your expectation is, is that because I'm a pastor, somehow I have a greater entrance into the presence of God than you do. You are sadly mistaken. Because Jesus has opened the way that you can come into his presence. Authentically, responsively, securely, confidently. Who doesn't want a relationship like that? And I don't care where you are on the spiritual spectrum. This is what I know. You and I long to know that God. And when you don't have to pretend, when you don't have to make a good show in front of your family or your friends or your religious community, when you're all by yourself, you know what you long for. And so do I. I know what I want more than anything else. I want to be able to speak to this one who has shown himself in all of creation. Here we are on this, this beautiful morning out in a great day. Weather's decent. You look around, you, you, see, you see other people, you see creation, and you go, yeah, there's something bigger than me. And that one who is bigger than you He is the God who says, you can come to me. So when you pray, pray like this. My father, my dad, I know you love me. And I just need to tell you that I need you to speak into my life and make me the man, make me the woman, make me the boy, make me the girl that you want me to be. Because I know you, I can trust you. So here I am, just me, no mask, no pretending, no performing, just me and just you. That's what Jesus is inviting us to do. And this morning, as this event kind of blends into the afternoon, God will never stop saying he's your dad. And he will not stop pursuing you. And if you do not know him, know this that he is initiating, even even today, a relationship with you. And he longs for you to say, okay, I'm not worth a lot, but I'm coming. I'm coming to you. 
Let's pray together. Our Father, I am so grateful for your goodness. I'm grateful for your mercy and for your grace. And I'm so grateful that I can call you Father. So here we are, men and women, boys and girls. We don't have a lot to offer you, but you came for us. So all we can say is we love you and thank you. And I pray this in the name of Jesus, who made it possible for us even to come into your presence. Amen.